0: Welcome to my podcast, Patient First. I'm Dr. Naveen Samaya. I'm an Australian registered specialist plastic surgeon with 17 years of surgical experience. As the scientific convener of the non-surgical symposium and a former president of the Australasian Society of Aesthetic Plastic Surgeons, my goal is to help patients navigate the complex world of both surgical and non-surgical aesthetics, but by understanding what is evidence and what is not. This, I hope, is gonna help them realize their aesthetic goals safely and in a manner consistent with good clinical practice. This podcast is an extension of that legacy. My aim is to empower you to make the most educated decisions about your choices concerning your face and body aesthetics and your safety. Each episode, I will be bringing to you cutting-edge science and exploring surgical procedures in a modern, evidence-based approach to aesthetics. Plus, I will be inviting some esteemed guests in my podcast in the future to offer new perspectives. Tune in each week as together we explore the next frontier of surgical and non-surgical aesthetics. Myths in plastic surgery, or misconceptions, is the equivalent of fake news. It allows people to make wrong choices, bad decisions, which is really not in their favour. So I think when it comes to plastic surgery, it is very important that the information that is available is authentic, transparent, and truthful. Both the practitioner who advertises or markets himself or herself, has an obligation and an ethical one indeed to ensure that the information put out is clear, not confusing, transparent, accurate, and nothing but the truth. In other words, asking a surgeon to be honest shouldn't be that hard. This is a very important myth to address because it's not very clear about the information around this topic. Patients frequently ask me this question every time they are considering a breast augmentation or augmentation mammoplasty. And there are certain facts that we should discuss to see if this fact is true or false. The first is the age at which you undergo a breast augmentation or augmentation mammoplasty is a static state where you'll have certain tissue characteristics, certain implant characteristics, and The matching of the tissue characteristics to implant characteristics will then allow you to translate into a better aesthetic outcome. But as time goes by, there are two levels of changes that occur independent of each other. Number one, the breast implant itself will undergo changes and the common changes are the breast implant is subject to wear and tear. So it can potentially rupture, can form what is known as a capsular contracture, can cause fluid around an implant and independently result in aesthetic asymmetries or aesthetic concerns for the patients and in some cases could be symptomatic. Myth number four is having surgery overseas will save you money. The cost of the procedure or the payment to the surgical operation if it's done overseas will save you money but there are other several important factors to consider and the cost of the surgical procedure is just one aspect of the entire package of the surgical Journey. Let's explore them one by one. Quality and safety is the first and the most important prerequisite for successful and safe surgery. There is, should be a critical consideration of quality and safety in every surgical operation. It's important that you research the qualifications and credentials of the surgeon who is overseas, the hospital, the facility, the post-op care, and also have to ensure that the post-op, the facility is accredited and the surgeon is a registered specialist, not somebody who is not a registered specialist. Overseas surgery has a phenomenon that has been publicized widely. It is a term called ghosting. In other words, you go and see a surgeon and whom you think is the most credentialed surgeon, the most trustworthy surgeon. But because of cultural and language barriers, the surgeon is not the same person who does the operation. The operation is usually performed by a different person who we haven't really met. And this is a term called ghosting. That's something everyone has to be very, very aware of because there's no recourse to find out if that practice is rampant in that place. And there's no way you'll know if that is a common practice. The second important thing of overseas surgery, which impacts on the cost, is your communications before, during, and after the surgery. This is very important because you don't want to be critical information to be missed uh, during the phase of communication that has a material impact on your outcomes. The next myth I'm going to address is, does the doctor know best in this day and age? While the traditional role of the doctor in medicine is very critical and crucial, Modern healthcare recognizes that the doctor patient relationship is a partnership, collaborative care, with both parties working together to achieve the best possible outcome. So, in this day and age, the concept of doctor knows best has evolved and continues to evolve as we make technological progresses. And the doctor patient relationship is characterized by shared decision making and a patient centered approach, which not only respects the doctor's viewpoint, but also the patient's autonomy. Ultimately, the best decisions are made with the patient's values, preferences, circumstances, and the doctor supporting the patient's autonomy and the right to choose. The next myth that I'm going to address is one that I get asked very frequently. Does liposuction address cellulite? Now, first and foremost, we need to define and understand what is cellulite. We all know cellulite is the appearance of the skin and the fat in certain parts of the thigh upper buttock and uh, uh, areas um, that commonly are seen in women of different age groups and with no known cause. So the underlying the pathophysiology of cellulite is still being understood. It is a structural problem. Although it appears like there is fat in that area and an excess amount of fat, it is actually made up of four to five components that contribute towards cellulite. The next myth that I'd like to address is cosmetic surgery has minimal downtime and it could be a lunchtime procedure. This is nothing but pure marketing. We have seen terms like lunchtime facelift, lunchtime lipo. There's nothing like it. Cosmetic surgery is real surgery with real downtime, real risks, real rewards, and a real postoperative phase. As my mentor, Dr. Ford Nahai in Atlanta said, when you see the word cosmetic surgery, I want you to think, remove the word cosmetic and think of surgery. It is still surgery. It has been marketed to trivialize it. It has been marketed to say that you don't need to be a surgeon to perform cosmetic surgery. It has been marketed to seduce and induce patients to make the decision based on little information, which is not backed by science. All plastic surgeons know that for a fact, they never take cosmetic surgery lightly, and they don't trivialize the patient's choice, the patient's journey, or the aftercare. Because if you compromise at any point, that is when things go wrong. So it depends on many factors. Downtime depends on many factors. If you have the operation at the age of 20 as opposed to fifty, your downtime will be different. It is similar to running a marathon at the age of 20 or running a marathon at the age of 50. The downtime is the recovery will be dramatically different if you do a marathon at 20 versus 45 or 50. So the patient's age is important. The underlying health of the patient is important. And when we talk about health, we talk about, we start talking about a concept called metabolic health. Are all your organs functioning in sync? Are all your biochemical parameters? It's healthiest area. You are nutritionally optimized. Do you have any allergies that can derail the process? Do you have other comorbidities or illnesses or diseases? And commonly we look at uh, issues with the heart or issues with the lung or diabetes that can impact your healing. So all these things have to be optimized before you can consider surgery to have a small downtime or a low downtime surgery. The other factors... That also depend on the type of surgery, whether the surgery is half an hour or 45 minutes or two hours. That makes a big difference to your recovery because physiologically speaking, your surgery is nothing but controlled injury to the body. So the body will respond the way it responds to this injury. Cosmetic surgery can definitely help individuals achieve very specific changes to the appearance, changes that have occurred as a part of the aging process, anatomical shifts that could be rectified. But it is important to have realistic expectations when it comes to resembling a particular celebrity every single individual is unique with a unique facial feature and altering that is not recommended it is not ethical and i don't think a ethical plastic surgeon who has evidence-based clinical practice as his core will entertain that thought for you to make you transform you to somebody else now the other important thing is to transform someone to someone else's face will involve significant changes to the bony architecture of the face. In other words, your your appearance of your face is not linked to your skin, so you can't stretch the skin and make you look like somebody else. It has to be a fundamental change to the underlying bony skeleton, which is a high-risk surgery, and no ethical plastic surgeon will offer to do that to you. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Patient First. I hope you found this podcast useful. Remember, I'm always listening. And if you have any questions you would like me to answer on the show or upcoming episodes, please connect with me via my clinic website. Thank you.